Hello, Class 7 audience. Uh, today I am with Nikos. He's a special guest, and uh, uh, I, I am so happy to uh, host him today. So first, uh, let me ask him. Uh, hi, Nikos. Uh, thank you for joining. Could you please introduce yourself? Yeah. Uh, uh, hi, Italy. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm Nikos Mavriganopoulos. Uh, until recently, I was a product manager for security uh, for Ubuntu at Canonical. I've also worked for Red Hat, uh, the other enterprise operating system. I've created Red Hat's cryptography team and led security teams in uh, Red Hat. Uh, I was an early open source contributor and I still contribute, but very little uh, now uh, in security uh, projects. Uh, so I, I, I've seen what we call infrastructure security or operating system operating system security from the inside, uh, let's say, from the developer uh, perspective. Yeah. So uh, I have to say our audience is also interested in uh, Linux security and Linux security. So uh, how to say we are always trying to figure out how to protect our Linux systems. Normally, I am also uh, uh, attending to some kind of um, penetration testing but uh, in many cases especially in turkey <clears throat> most of the systems are microsoft based but uh, when i go to a client that uh, they are using uh, linux based uh, operating systems the linux distributions then it is somehow for me at least or when while i'm speaking with the other team members in the penetration testing um, they always say that it is harder to uh, escalate the privilege in a Linux uh, operating system. It is also hard to exploit, and then it is harder for uh, the penetration testers in most time uh, to have more uh, privilege. So uh, do you think it is just because of the security layers of Linux itself or any other related uh, things that uh, it, it is making uh, more difficult to um, exploit the Linux system, especially than the other uh, systems like Microsoft Windows. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's a, a difficult question because uh, Linux itself is not uh, written in different technology than uh, a modern Windows system today. Uh, yes, uh, there there are different teams behind it. There are a lot of uh, security-minded people behind Linux. But but th there is no some uh, fundamental uh, uh, change there. All, although I have worked with Linux, I, I really love Linux. I, I I have helped design some of the security features uh, in, in Linux. Uh, we're improving the security every day as we go. But there is no fundamental uh, difference there. In all operating systems, the attack surface is en enormous because all operating systems have a lot of uh, uh, a, a lot of uh, attack surface. Uh, they have so many features. They have so many things. Uh, um, so, so many features they offer uh, their users that it's very hard to secure uh, all of that attack surface in in a consistent uh, way. 
we have things like SE Linux, uh, mandatory access control system, or a Paramore, if you are using Ubuntu, that try to mitigate and uh, constrain, uh, isolate processes. Uh, we have also security mechanisms to, to isolate, uh, like a second that isolate processes in, in a different way from the, from the kernel side. But it's a difficult problem to, to address uh, uh, today. And, and uh, it's a very difficult problem to address. Yes, yes, you're right. I just asked you this question just because nowadays we are, uh, how to say, witnessing uh, some kind of uh, war between Russia and Ukraine. So there is also a cyber war that uh, also we are reading in the public news. So, yes, uh, some of the Russian governmental uh, organizations are facing with, um, yes, DDoS attacks, but also some kind of exploiting the systems, hacking the systems, uh, which means, for me at least, a more uh, a technical thing to do instead of sending too much traffic. Uh, some of the hacking groups are directly hacking the whole system itself, uh, for me, it, 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 it is a more methodological way to do it. So the main, the, the main reason I was asking it to you is, do you think if uh, in this time that we are talking about cyber war, I'm not talking about Russia and Ukraine, uh, talking about the whole world, uh, do you think uh, um, migrating the whole system of the governmental uh, organizations to Linux, do you think it will be more secure in this today's cyber uh, war world? Uh, that's, a, that's a very good question. Uh, I, I would say the move by itself, it will not improve uh, much. Yes, uh, you, you may have a diff, uh, good posture, but all overall to secure the whole systems, uh, when we are thinking of Linux systems, uh, mm -hmm. it, they're not in isolation. You, you very rarely you have just one server, and that's all your infrastructure. Usually, you have uh, thousands of servers, uh, and even if you have hundreds of servers, they're interconnected. Uh, they have, they are belong to different networks. Uh, users use uh, some systems. Servers use some other systems. Uh, the, the security is much much more complicated than just the operating system. There. Uh, the, the the way uh, the current industry practices, you are thinking, you are getting some uh, uh, cyber defense framework, uh, something like the, the NIST framework, the CIS controls, uh, your maybe the ISO uh, paradigm, and you try to create a policy, organization policy to secure everything, and on on this uh, uh, and and from that. Then you go uh, and secure everything. You try to reduce your attack surface, and getting a Linux uh, system there uh, may help you uh, in that. May help you implementing your cybersecurity framework because Linux systems have the necessary controls to to improve your posture. But by itself, the move just taking an old system and putting Linux there without any thought behind it, it, it may not improve much. Yeah, yes, and also I, I, I am so curious. Uh, I, I, I am so curious to have your ideas about the new question, which is, 
And now in Turkey, maybe you already heard about it, the, for a long time, uh, there is a Linux distribution, a national distribution called Pardus in Turkey. And also, if I remember correct, um, there was a, I don't know, maybe it, it still uh, exists, uh, red flag uh, Linux distribution for the Russian people, I think. So I see that uh, many, many nations are trying to build their own Linux distributions, like um, domestic Linux distro, they say, national Linux distro, they say, whatever they call. Um, to be honest, nowadays, I am also a member of the Pardus community, which is a national Linux distro for the Turkish people. Uh, but I don't uh, really understand, for example, if um, any of the government uh, prefer to use like uh, distributions like Fedora, Ubuntu, which is not a national. Uh, so do you think it is, it, it is a really a must or it is just um, some kind of a marketing approach for domestic approval? Do you think that a national distribution and the public distribution are really so different? for a country or for people, what do you think about it? Yeah, that's, that's a very, very interesting question. I, I've never thought about this uh, until now. Uh, yeah, at least where I live in Czech Republic, there is no notion of national uh, di distribution, so, so yeah. I was not familiar with it. But mm -hmm. I, I can imagine that some uh, states, they feel they do not trust uh, a third party that is based on a different country to develop uh, distribution for them. They may not trust the processes, they may not trust uh, uh, the, the management of the company, or they may not trust the fact that they are based on a different country and uh, have to follow laws they have no control uh, on. Uh, and th that brings another question in my mind. Uh, mm -hmm. Can, can we have a Linux distribution that is secure from uh, nation state uh, attacks? Because th that's probably their, their concern. Uh, their concern is not, I, I don't think any state really cares about Linux or distributions or anything. It, it, it just, they care uh, that their their provider is can uh, withstand a nation state attack. And they believe that themselves, probably Turkey believes or Russia believes that themselves mm -hmm. uh, can protect their infrastructure from nation state attacks, whereas a commercial company may not. Uh, and, and probably it's, it's a good question, but I don't think it's a good answer to have a national distribution. Uh, it, and, uh, and let me expl explain why. Uh, because I, th I think the operating system is complex uh, itself. Linux is, is very, very complex. Uh, it's a combination of Linux as an operating system, not just the kernel. Uh, even the kernel is complex. Uh, so it's a combination of different tools uh, written with different languages, uh, se several of them, uh, and different people with different security mentality, different mentality uh, on developing code. So. Uh, tying all of these together and making a functional operating system is a very big problem and making it secure it's it's another uh, it's another level of the, of the problem this is not unique to open source uh, but uh, you see that problem on large organizations where they develop an operating system uh, themselves they are so big that they still cannot maintain a very uniform uh, uh, level but 
with open source is more visible. Uh, we don't have an operating system that fits in the floppy disk. We have you, you install a, any Linux today, you, you take some gigabytes of space. And mm -hmm. uh, so we have a very big kernel. Uh, if you install Ubuntu, you have more than 2,000 components uh, on the main. Uh, the same with the RHEL. Uh, whether you have a Red Hat operating system is the same. You have uh, m many uh, packages. Uh, with Ubuntu, you have also the, the, the universe set of packages, which are 20,000 more uh, packages. So, so you, you have an enormous attack surface. Uh, how, how do you defend it when you are a nation state? I, I would say it would be good to collaborate with the commercial entities or, or, or even the communities that, that make uh, Linux systems to improve the security rather than try to, to reinvent everything on, on your own. Mm -hmm. uh, it kind of feels against the open source uh, uh, paradigm. We're not talking about open source here. We're talking about co com commercial companies that they, uh, that they sell uh, essentially uh, operating systems. But uh, collaborating with them, I think, is going to be, going to be more beneficial uh, mm -hmm. for for the security rather than trying to reimplement everything, mm -hmm. which I don't think it's possible. You cannot reimplement everything and have it on, on the same level uh, of functionality. Ah, yes, yes, that is also what I am thinking about because in the first days of Pardus. Um, the Turkish engineers were, were trying to build uh, the whole system, some kind of the whole system from scratch. They were also they they also invented a, how to say a package manager. But now they are uh, they are uh, using a Debian-based uh, Linux distro and then trying to make it more national. So um, I, I I also yes of course um, how to say I respect the whole. Uh, system i respect the people trying to make it better the, the part of linux distribution but for me using directly debian or using the Pardos itself uh, is not a big difference but this is this is my opinion of course and um, now i am curious it is a private question which linux distribution are you using nowadays i am st still using uh, ubuntu but I, i'm uh... I'm considering moving to Fedora. I, I like both of them, uh, but as a developer, I, I I was a developer in Fedora, so I'm much more familiar with the environment. But uh, Ubuntu is fine with me, and I still use it today. Ah yes, and uh, nowadays I'm using Alma Linux just because trying to support the community, not because I prefer it directly. Because uh, yes, uh, nowadays I, I am getting older, but I am still a good uh, computer game player. So I love playing games, even I, I am using my Linux computer. So I need everything to be how to say to be set uh, directly by the operating system itself which ubuntu does for the users uh, for example if you are using nvidia uh, graphics uh, card and then um, ubuntu directly finds uh, which card model it is and then directly installs the drivers for yourself but on alma linux you have to do something by yourself uh, i think which is a requirement of um, at, at least for more than one year uh, a Linux user, you have to be uh, experienced on Linux, at least, at least for me. So, 
I would say that uh, Alma Linux is a derivative of Red Hat Enterprise Linux, yes. uh, uh, and this uh, server-focused operating system. Yes, you can run it on the, on the desktop, but I would say it focuses mostly on on the server side uh, rather than the desktop. It's used there, but yeah, yes, that that is that is now that is. I have I have another question. Yes. Commonly, commonly, we have two kinds of people using Linux, one for enterprise purposes, one for individual purposes. So one is uh, for the desktop uh, version and one is for the server uh, version. So you say that you are using both Ubuntu and uh, Fedora, but please uh, assume that um, there is a guy, he has been using Windows or MacOS, whatever, but he, he just want to try uh, Linux. Which operate a uh, which Linux distribution do you suggest for the new guy? For for, for a new guy, uh, it, it would be very hard for me to suggest because I usually my use of Linux, I, I boot the graphical environment and then I start the terminal and do everything on the terminal. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so I I am not the right person to to recommend something. I, I would recommend either Ubuntu or, or Fedora, uh, but their operating systems uh, or maybe they look today uh, i think they're made from developers at least fedora for developers uh, mm. and they have a good enough graphical environment i would say so yeah i i, I don't want to give a recommendation okay. but uh, <laughs> i think we have good enough uh, desktop today yes you're right you're, and also there are, there are maybe hundreds of Linux distributions and some of them directly looks like Windows operating system itself because people customized it, the developers customized it. So I think if a Windows user directly migrates, he already should understand the whole um, user interface. But of course, the huge system is totally different. He should have understand the Linux uh, mindset. So another question, uh, I, I like asking this just because um, I was always following Linus Torvalds um, when he speaks, when he writes something, I try to understand uh, the future of Linux, the kernel itself also. And you know, he was sometimes using GNOME and then he was then transferring, moving to uh, KDE and then he was saying that, ah, this is blah, 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 I will not use this anymore, I am returning back to GNOME, something like that happened, you know. So. Uh, which which uh, desktop environment do you prefer? I am using GNOME uh, for for a long time, but not because of choice, but because it was the default on uh, uh -huh. on Fedora and Ubuntu, and I I, I didn't know anything better. Uh, that uh -huh. uh, and it, and it was good enough for me not to try something different. Uh, so that, that's my my favorite. I would say my favorite default. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yes, uh, I personally prefer nowadays KDE. Just, just uh, I think it looks more fancy for me. Uh, this is the main reason, not because this one is better than this one, but yes, of course, this is a choice. So, another question. Uh, I was uh, also a developer uh, when I was younger, but I was always developing um, some kind of games which I was using the Windows operating system as the host, and I was developing some web applications. Yes, okay, I used Linux operating system on that, but directly I have never um, 
how to say develop something for the Linux itself, the Linux ecosystem itself. So could you please tell me, uh, how do you feel when you contribute to the Linux community? And do you think it, it is really harder to develop something for the Linux, Linux kernel, whatever, or directly developing a software for the running on Linux operating system is harder than the other ones. What are your thoughts about it? I, I personally have contributed uh, most of the code I have written uh, uh, over my professional life was for, for Linux. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it was closed source or, or open source, it, it was for, for Linux, either the kernel or uh, or uh, applications on top of this. So I, I don't have a good comparison. Is it easier to write something for, for Windows? I, I wouldn't know. Uh, for me, it would be very hard because I have no idea how it is to, to write something in Windows. But uh, in, in Linux, you have an enormous community to help you. Uh, you, you have uh, a lot of documentation today uh, that probably you didn't have 15 or 20 years ago. But uh, you have documentation and you have a very helpful community, whether you're, we're talking about the Ubuntu community or whether we're talking the upstream kernel community or, or the Fedora community. Uh, they're all, all very helpful. They have forums where you can ask questions. There were people who will follow up and talk with you and help you do something. Mm -hmm. And another question at the moment, what skills uh, required to be a Linux developer? What, what skills? Uh, uh, I think it's mostly uh, you're, you're willing to become a, a developer. A Linux developer is the most important. If you want to become, you, you can become a, mm -hmm. a, a buy a book about programming. Today we have thousands of languages. That may be a, a factor to to consider we have so many languages to, to develop in Linux today that uh, probably would be a very hard uh, decision which one to start with. We have, uh, you can start with a, a language like Python that is a interpreted language. You can start with something like the traditional uh, kernel language, the, the, the one that the kernel is being uh, compiled with, the C. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it today. Today we see a shift to languages like more safer languages like Rust or Golang. Mm -hmm. uh, this is where the new big applications are being written uh, at. So if if you want to become a developer in Linux, I would say yeah, buy a book on Rust, buy a book on Golang, buy a book uh, on whatever language you like, and start developing. Uh, yes. Most of the books actually would have instructions for Linux, not for any other operating system. Ah, today. Yes. yes, absolutely. So, um, yes, you know, also there are too many system administrators also watching us, listening us. Um, yes, you are a security expert, Linux security expert. So I think your uh, opinions, your suggestions are so important for most of the people. But of course, I don't want you to... Um, make people understand the whole ecosystem uh, on, on security. But I can only ask uh, how to say, uh, maybe the best practices. Uh, could you please give us uh, a brief of best practices for Linux uh, securing Linux operating system, Linux security itself? Yeah, there are many ways one can see Linux security. Uh, I would, I would uh, um, 
it's, it's a very hard uh, uh, thing to discuss about because you you can have Linux security in, in the kernel. Uh, am, am I if I'm developing an application, am I using the uh, a framework that would allow me to protect my application from uh, uh, being abused by its user? Am I using something like Secomp, who have uh, uh, frameworks uh, which isolate applications and allow them to perform one task and one only? Uh, so we have uh, frameworks. First of all, is something like Cell Linux, where you can say this application is going to do uh, th this uh, uh, operation uh, and only this. So if someone, if it is a web application, for example, somebody exploits it from the internet, uh, Cell Linux will make sure that uh, one cannot uh, cannot abuse the application. Uh, similarly, AppArmor, and you you can also uh, the advantage of Cell Linux and AppArmor is that. You don't have to be a developer to, to use to use it, and you don't have a developer to isolate an application. You can do it as an administrator. It's a language you learn on top of uh, everything else. But that's also the hard part of it, that somebody needs to learn a language to, to isolate applications. Uh, if you are a developer, you may consider using SecComp, something that isolates the system calls an application uh, uh, can call, may, making sure that the application uses uh, a very small uh, set of system calls, which you can somehow verify and make sure that uh, they cannot be abused. Uh, that, that is the security from the application perspective. Um, now, um, now going back to, to the administrator mentality, mm -hmm. uh, you, usually you want to reduce your attack surface. Uh, what the technology you mentioned are a way to do that, but uh, when you are on the system level, you want to do something more than that. You want to reduce the attack surface of the kernel, which is your default attack surface. The kernel always runs. So you, you may want to run something like the CIS uh, benchmark, which is a set of rules that uh, administrators uh, go through and make sure that the systems adhere to, to make sure that you don't have things that you may not potentially need uh, things like uh, support for obscure file systems that you may never install on your server. Uh, make sure that these are disabled. Why? Because we know that when you have too many things enabled in your kernel, they can be exploited. Uh, so I, I'm not sure if I answer your, your question. Uh, Linux security is much more broad uh, than uh, yeah, of course, of course. What, what I said. But that was the first thing that came to my mind. Yes, thank you, thank you. I have, I have. Um, yes, you, I know, I know. You have, um, how to say? I am, I am uh, stealing your time. But uh, it is, it is hard to find a professional as you uh, to to uh, have a have a conversation. So I think. Um, Yes, you have already told uh, how to be a Linux developer, but I have another question at, uh, at that time. In, in cybersecurity industry, there are some kind of, um, especially on penetration testing, there are some kind of international certifications like OSCP, like Pentest Plus, CEH, CPAN, blah, blah, blah. So, for example, if a young person applies for a job and uh, he, he approves that he is good enough on cybersecurity and he has those types of certifications, 
um, he has more chance uh, to be hired. What about on Linux security? Are there any uh, some kind of certifications that you recommend or no, there is no such a certification? Uh, there, there are many security certifications that are usually vendor specific. So you can get one for the security of Cisco, for example, here you can get one for, for the security uh, for for uh, Red Hat, maybe there is one for Ubuntu. I'm not sure there is an Ubuntu one yet, but uh, uh, I think the most widely recognized professional certification for security, maybe not for a developer, mm -hmm. is the CISSP, uh, which is a certification that gives you a broad. Uh, I think if you have it, it gives your uh, your your CV. Uh, to, to the person that is reading your CV and understanding that okay, this person understands security as as a as a as a big picture. Mm -hmm. That uh, yeah, you you can be focused on technologies like uh, as I mentioned, as Linux, you can be focused on language technology. But do you have a round picture of the security, a holistic? Uh, do you take can you take a holistic view? I think this type of certification answers to that question. Now for for the developer type of service, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm. I'm, I'm aware of any that. I at least uh, as a hiring manager, I never saw or considered such certifications. Uh, yes, of course. Okay, one last question. Some sometimes people ask, how do you earn money if you are a Linux developer, Linux system administrator, anything regarding Linux? How how can you earn money? Even the Linux itself is totally free to use. Could you please tell me how do you earn money in this ecosystem? In in, in every every ecosystem, I think I think you you make profit by solving somebody's problems, mm -hmm. uh, a problem that someone is willing to to pay to 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 reduce the pain that they have from this problem, or or to eliminate something that uh, some something they have uh, to free their time. Uh, this is how uh, Red Hat makes money. This is how uh, Canonical makes money. Not not by the software itself. Uh, the software itself is interesting, but no, nobody really pays, as you said, for Linux because it's for free. You can download it, you can compile it, you can run mm -hmm. it. But having an operating system, on the other hand, that works, th th that is not not something. Uh, it's not done for free. Uh, it's uh, companies behind it. And having it secure, do, do you have the the processes to to get security updates? Uh, th this is not something that the community will do for you. Uh, do, do you have uh, 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 mechanisms like the hard hardening, uh, let's say, mechanisms for the operating system? Or do, do you have some uh, team that takes care of the, of the security of the operating system? Uh, all, all that stuff. This is why you you pay uh, a Linux uh, today. Uh, one of the reasons, right? There are ma many other reasons. Uh, for, for some, it offers really a solution. If you're, uh, um, if you, if you depend on, uh, if you would like automation, let's say, but most likely you are working today with uh, Kubernetes. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's a different problem being solved there. But uh, overall, by by solving problems, by solving people's problems, this is how. Uh, the industry works today. Yes, uh, it is so important to hear that from you, just because I really have that uh, questions almost uh, every month. <laughs>
So now I can uh, have to say proudly say, if you like Linux, if you want to be a Linux uh, developer, or if you want to have a professional uh, using your Linux skills, then yes, just do it because yes, you can of course earn your money. It is not about the Linux itself is uh, totally free to use. Uh, thank you. So, do you have any suggestions uh, or any anything you would like to say? No, I, I do not have some, something to add. Thank you very much for this discussion. I really enjoyed it. Ah, well, thank you. Thank you for joining. Thank you so much. So, please uh, take care. Have a nice day. You too, please. Thank you.